We totally skipped a huge part in this. Uh, Keith Moon is the drummer of The Who, by the way. Oh, yeah. Which, uh... I yeah. thought you were dead. Yeah, I'm rolling, rolling through this one. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Uh, heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hey, Tom Saltman. Welcome back to the Bros. Mortar Podcast. Hey, I'm Travis. What's going on? Nothing much. I'm Cody McCann. How's everyone doing? Now, pay attention. Hear what we just did there? Communicated. Strong. Like a team. Yeah. If you haven't talked to a loved one in a while, you're thinking about him, just call him up. This is a table of loved ones, too. There you go. How what's you going doing? on? Oh. How, was your, how was your day today, loved one? Oh, pretty good. Thanks for asking. I'm going to wink at you. Uh, I'm going to aggressively wink at you. Oh. <laughs> Shit. I'm gonna pin you down in Ticula until I pass out. Ticular? Ticula? Yeah. Ticula. Ticula. I'm gonna tickle you until yeah. I pass out. Oh, you tickle? You tickle him? Feel my ticklers. Uh, so what's happening? Got that Cody. Ticular cancer. What? What's new, Cody? Uh, nothing much. Weather's beating the shit out of me. It's pretty cold. Yeah. My dick fell off. Don't know when this is gonna air, but it's cold where we are right now. Yes, right now. All right. Do we have any other features today be- besides our chopping block, boy? I don't know. Who's got any? <coughs> just Rick and Morty. Excuse me. No, that's all right. <laughs> I almost died. Good. Jesus fucking Christ. Keep that. Sample that. You sample that, and that's Cody what we almost used dying. To cut. Cody, don't die. No, on we us. use that to cu- that. We use that to cut off guests. That's gonna be like our long ass hook. What? You just vomit on them? No, we just do the soundboard of oh, like right, that right. sample, on them. <laughs> and then when they're confused, we can cuss them and throw them on the porch. I like that. Mm. Good. Good. Great way to treat your guests. Hell yeah. I so, mean, that's only what's happening here. Once. It's cold, and we're inside, we're drinking, we're warm. Yeah, we're warm here. It's cold out there. Tom, I think you did some research on the boy this week. Who's the on the chopping boy? Today, we'll be talking about one thick-eyebrowed individual oh. by the name of Keith Moon from The Who. If you don't know who The Who is, The Who is a British rock band that you would now classify as <laughs> classic rock, which means you've heard it a billion times. Moon the loon with the sad, sad tune. So would you say, how thick, thick were his eyebrows? Like um, moth body size? Moth? Moth with wings? Have you ever seen that commercial with Shaq for Ballpark Franks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's bigger than those. Whoa. Bigger than those uh, Franks. Yeah. It's got two slimy Franks on his head? Yeah. Is it two, or is it just the one across? No, no, there are two separate ones. It was okay. not, he wasn't a unibrow okay. boy. Good. You need to make that distinction. Yeah. Yes. But they were very thick. The, Distinct eyebrows, but each the girth of a unibrow? Each one has exceptional character. I named this one Herman, I named this one Boris. They have chats, they play chess. Right. Iffy stuff during the Cold War. Who wins? Yeah. Who wins? Boris all day. Really? Yeah. Mm. He's invincible. (laughs) I see what you did there. He has the power to the people. I see what you did there. All right, so let's get rolling. Yeah, do it! top! From the top now. Keith Moon was born August 23rd. 1946, and grew up in Wembley, England. Heard like, of that place? Yeah, they do tennis dad shit, right? Oh, yeah, Wimbledon? No, no. Wimbledon. <laughs> that's yeah, Wimbledon. Yeah. That's the other yeah. weird one. Either you one. made me agree with you before <laughs> yeah. thinking. Fuck you. Oh, Wait, is that where they do concerts? I don't know too much about this and place. And Wembley? I don't yeah. know much about Wembley. They no. speak other than, uh, English. Keith, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> they speak English. They have, uh, I guess they eat butter and drink tea. Yeah, and Marmite? Marmite? Yeah, Terrible. Maybe. yeah. Oh, is yeah. it Marmite more of a... I think that's vet- 
The Aussie. Australians oh, like the Vegemite, Vegemite. Yeah, I think, yeah. and the Brits like the Marmite. They're all fucking nasty yeast. What is yeah. Marmite? Just used car oil or? It's yeast. It looks like it, yeah. Yeah. Yeast treat. Yeah, yeast treat. <laughs> Welcome to the yeast trap. Welcome to the yeast. It's kind of infuriating how those nearly rhyme but don't. Yeast yeah, treat? Yeah. Yeast treat! Like, yep. Yeast treat. Yeah. All right, moving along. His dad's name was Alf, so he's already off to a bad start. That's <laughs> not great. Is it not Alfred? It, it wasn't. No, that was his nickname. It was some other name. I don't know. I just saw Alf. But he went by it's, Alf. It's, I, I'm doing. I'm doing the supreme uh, standardized version of roast mortem coverage. Where nice. I will ignore certain things. Yeah. So his dad was Alf from the sitcom show in the '80s. Alf with the alien that ate cats. Hey Keith Moon, what's going on today? I ate your cat again. Weird, Dad. That's my boy. The whole thing goes pear-shaped. Goes tits up. As a boy, he was super hyperactive. But this is before ADD was a diagnosable thing. Ritalin or some form of constant marathon running probably would have helped this kid. But uh, he was just a little ball of energy. They probably just called, Oi! That's a high-strung boy! Explains yeah. a bunch, actually. Sit down, boy! Absolutely. No, it plays into his drumming style, for Everyone sure. Everyone remember that. It plays into his drumming style because he probably just got caned all the time. It's got that rhythm, that natural rhythm from the fucking and he was just headmaster. Like, he was just envisioning, like, getting retribution on the headmaster as, like, yeah. the drums and shit like that. An art teacher wrote a report on Keith saying that he was retarded artistically <laughs> and idiotic in other respects. Mmm. Mm -hmm. Back when teachers just called their students retarded. And faced exactly no consequences. <laughs> no, she, she should have been praised. Just like I calls him as I sees him. Maybe there was, a, like, a retard quota. Like, she had to use the word retard so many times in her reports. Make sure she got her paycheck. All right, that's number six. I just need seven. One Keith, more. you're a retard. Mandates. That's seven, yes. If anyone asks, you're retarded. <laughs> if the government asks. Keith picked up drums around the age 12 after discovering that the darn bugle was too hard to play. There's your musical genius. <laughs> bugle, bugle's a stiff one. Couldn't wrap his head around the bugle. But he could hit shit. Yeah. ADD. <laughs> he left school at 14, joined a trade school, and became a radio repairman. Ooh. It's pretty young to start doing that stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Well, Technical. you know, if you if you burn your hands off with electricity at a young age, you can always find a new career. Yeah, that's true. You in, know? in uh the mines. <laughs> if you're young enough, your fingernail, your fingers like just grow back. If you, dude, what? No, you have to be no. like, no, no. Yeah, you have to be like three. But yeah, there were fucking three year old miners. You know what I mean? Oh yes, there were three year old miners. <laughs> well, you just roll them into I the mines. I believe everyone under yeah. eighteen is a miner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zingus. We're done. Oh, hey. we're done here, oh, Papa John. So Keith took a couple lessons from a very well known session drummer named Carlo Little. Uh, Carlo. Who was a, uh, he was a club drummer. Was he? He was all over the place. Carlo? Not Carlos? Carlo. Carlo. He wasn't our Lord and Savior, Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana, I feel like, is going to disappear for 50 years, just go in the desert under, like, a rock in the sand, and he'll just emerge Three days as a later. sun god. Yeah, like a yeah. brand new baby boy. And, uh, Rob Thomas will be his apostle. He'll be his Judas. <laughs> Keith was inspired by jazz and surf music, and he really liked mm. the Beach Boys, or as I like to call them, the Poopy Beach Boys. Because <laughs> I hate the Beach Boys. Ah, <laughs> oh, the Beach Boys. They're just a bunch of spoiled jocks singing about dumb shit. Yeah. And my baby don't see, I can live in a house, and my legs don't work, so I look like a mouse, I jump a touse. That was beautiful. It's that easy to make Beach Boy music. Yeah, it's very easy. Much. We are the Beach Men. Yeah, Beach Boys, my Listeners. anus. I think 
Most of them are still alive. Couple There's a crazy them. one, right? Brian Wilson? He's still alive. Ah, crazy ones always are. Yeah. Alright, let's keep moving on. More about the Moon Man. So he liked the Beach Boys. Yeah, he was he was big into the Beach Boys. In April 1964, he auditioned for The Who to replace their previous drummer, Doug Sandom. Sandom, right? Yeah. Sandom. Sand- Sandom? Doug Sandom, during a show that The Who was playing. So basically the way the audition worked was that they were in a bar and the who was playing their music and they had anyone who wanted to come up and play drums and audition could right. do it in front of people. So were were the other members of the who there like who, who was it Pete Townsend and Rob no that's Roger Daltrey Roger Daltrey I was thinking of Robert Plant that's Led Zeppelin. Yep. But so they were already John in the band. Twistle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all the band already. So why is that the case? The drummer is always just at like Ringo Starr and the Beatles like it's, oh yeah, the drummer it's the whatever. Label. Really? Yeah. If oh. they're not good studio players, like this dude, Doug Sandom, was probably a good friend of theirs, but he wasn't a good studio player. And the label tends to make bands get new yeah. new drummers. You gotta sell the records. Keith Moon got extremely drunk at the old tryout, and he was wearing an all-ginger suit. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, but that was noted pretty much everywhere I was looking. Look at this clown. He's a ginger boy. Very ginger. So, drunk, all-ginger suit. What could go wrong? Uh, yep. I, this is sounding like this guy might be a superstar. Oh, he is, because when Keith got up there, he broke two of the drum skins and the kick pedal. Um, <laughs> he just played so hard. Oh, he didn't go out? He wasn't, like, trying to break them? They just bent to his will? No, I think he was trying to, but stay, he did, he oh, wasn't you, exactly throwing he the was drums showing yet, off, which was something he later ended up mm. doing a lot. The Who, the Who liked to destroy their equipment, didn't they? Big time. Yeah. Widely oh. known for it. Yep. So Pete Townsend... The guitarist invited Moon to play a gig with them the following week. This is when Keith Moon joins the band, but never officially. Mm. There was never that talk. They just started playing gigs together, and he was in the band. So he was just like the party boy. He didn't like, go we home. like we like seeing Keith around. You can play the next show, Keith. Well, Keith was like super aggressive. He mm. had a certain showmanship. It came from his love of jazz playing. Jazz drummers they were very animated when they played. Right. That wasn't something seen in this new rock and roll shit. He was have. a wild man, right? He was, he was a like job. fucking yeah. banging all over the place. Yeah, it was awesome to watch. Yeah. Man. Do you know Jim Henson's character Animal? Yeah. Is that it could like be a based car- on him? Yeah, yeah like a caricature? Is. Like it was like Yeah, the, the thick the, eyebrows. The yeah. picture you Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it is. I the think picture you're painting. Is. I'm just like is this a, is this Animal from the Muppets? Pretty much. This he was, is, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Moon like, was a killer player. Yeah. He was he was like next level shit for back then. But, you know, it's not death metal, so it gives a shit. But he pretended like it was. It was like he was entwined with death metal in the future. It's like he was listening to it, but he couldn't recreate kind it. Of, yeah, he did actually have a double kick pedal thing. Set oh, up. He, shit. He used a two, two different bass drums. Before his up. time. So he, was, he was flying. Mm, he was like hitting those two bananas. He kind of used his fills and shit. He didn't yeah. know, he didn't know what, uh, the true meaning of a blast beat or any music that's worth listening to. <laughs> uh. So Doug Sandom. The drummer before Keith used to be kind of a peacekeeper in the band. The rest of the members kind of always had it out for each other. Mm. Like, Daltrey would pick fights with Townsend all the time and got a little crazy. So when he joins the band, it gets way worse. There is no peacekeeper. No. And Keith Moon is just ready to, ready to be a fucking dickhead. So, 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 so this band was, was toxic off the bat. Right. Without this dude, everything just kind of melted down yeah. between the members. Yeah. So it was infighting it within was, the members. It was infighting. You know, they also partied together. They got over shit. Right. But, you know, when you have a bunch of drunk people and people who are 
fucking hopped up on 70s rock star cocaine, the fights will get a little crazy. Yeah. It's probably cocaine and change. Well, they're probably on yeah. the jazz cigarettes. Well, yeah. Or, or For sure. Or something harder. Jazz, spooky jazz cigarettes. Well, I'll get into a little bit of more, uh, a little bit of more of, uh, yeah. excuse me, that was nice. A little bit of more of that in a bit. Mm. So Travis is Moving the only on. one that needs to Rick Sanchez. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't really burp that often. I just go straight to puking. Well, we have a backup mic. <laughs> we'll yeah, hit, hit, hit the puff guard with the puke and see what happens. My spaghettification. Yeah, spaghettification. Spaghettification. Spaghettificate. So yeah, my spaghettificate. Uh, this, this guy already seems like an animal. I'm kind of, kind of sensing a little bit of uh, drug and alcohol abuse. So I'm gonna try to get really drunk. Yeah. When in Rome, you. Me, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna that, you hear that fart. Uh, I was picked up. <laughs> I need a beer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to channel uh, Keith Moon right now, All right. and not break your entire house. But no, well, I mean, you know. it's it's hard. It's gonna be hard to do that. Mm-hmm. John Entwistle, who's the band's bassist, found that Moon's inability to play in time actually helped develop the Who's sound. Oh, okay. Which is kind of uh, it's a little Jackson Pollocky. Yeah. Like, oh, I kind of fucked that shit up, but we'll improv it. But the dude could, he he could play. Like, he was just, he was just wild. So he would fall, he wouldn't fall off time. He would kind of rush every now and then. And Right. This, this wasn't, this isn't like your Sid Vicious episode where Sid just couldn't fucking play bass. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Sid couldn't play for dicks. Yeah. So like, we're, we're, was he just constantly being saved by his bandmates? Like, oh. No, he wasn't. Um, He was such an energy that. Even if he was rushing, he was such a driving force that the band would kind of just stay with him. So he's the metronome. That's a good drummer. Should yeah, that's I mean, a, well, a drum he, be, right? Yeah, I guess. He was a moving metronome, if you will. Because a, a drummer who's good the, at playing... See, that's not a good metronome, then, I feel. It's not, but if you get used to someone's playing style and you know how they where they rush and where they put these strange fills... Yeah, they got wavy arms. They're smacking things all over the place. Yeah. You just got to go with the wavy arm I'm not, man. I'm, I'm not 100% for the playing style, but he was pretty yeah. nasty. It seems like he didn't really give his bandmates a choice. They're probably like, like, oh, shit, he's going off again. Keep up with him. Hurry up. Well, you know he, play, I mean? like, he played really interesting stuff because he wasn't just, he wouldn't just hold down what the bass groove was doing. He wouldn't just hold down a normal <clears throat> beat. He would throw like strange upbeats in there. Yeah. Um, his playing was interesting. I've heard him, I've heard people describe his drumming as he was playing the drums as like a lead instrument at yes. times where yeah. like he was playing it so dynamically that it sounded like a guitar not sounded but the rhythm- rhythmatically yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what was rhythmatically a word am i Rhyth- trying to be rhythmically too- Rhy- yeah rhythmatically rhythmization the rhythmication <laughs> of it was excellent so <laughs> that sounded more of a word than rhythmic <laughs> rhythmic doesn't have enough fucking vowels so his craziness definitely was helped along with the other two guys who were playing instruments townsend and entwistle they would take amphetamines before sets as you do. As you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of my hat. As you should, sir. Good day. Um, to really keep the energy up. I said it in a couple places that Roger Daltrey didn't fuck with that stuff. You know what they called that back in the day? What? Cracking bennies. Oh, yeah? Because uh, the amphetamines used to be in inhalers they give out. Well, first of all, preface this by, in the 60s, I think two-thirds of the U.S. population was addicted to amphetamines. Well, it's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they'd have these inhalers called uh, a Benzedrone, or Benzedrine, I think, inhalers. And what the kids used to do, there's actually a Beach Boys song about it, where it's like, cruising, having fannies. they take this inhaler, fucking crack it on a rock, and just suck the fucking amphetamines out of it. Oh, no With their, shit. Orally, yeah. through their mouth? Orally, yeah. And this was, a, what, a glass? 
I don't know if it was glass or if it, it was, was probably metal. It's probably, yeah, it's probably aluminum. But that's not what these guys were taking. These guys were taking things called purple stars. Oh, so like straight speed? Yeah. Right. They're taking Christ. speed. Well, they... but, but it did help Keith Moon captivate audiences because he was like one of the first drummers that got a name for himself. And it wasn't just the way he was playing. It was how he was playing it. Mm. The crazy show, showmanship, the oh, animal yeah. stuff we we're talking about. Exactly. Like, I would go see this guy play. Yeah, like 300 beats per minute heart rate. Especially... He's wailing around. Especially if you think he might die. You know, NASCAR people go to a track to start a crash. Yeah. You might go to a Who oh, no! to see a stroke. <laughs> I hope he's all right. Now, baby. Take him. Take him. Bitch. Hit him with a fire extinguisher. Take him to Jesus right now. Find him some butter and popcorn. Rub that man down. <laughs> Bring him to Jesus' house, oh. which is my trailer. He's going to the great house in the sky, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s shed, RV. <laughs> Do not touch the tram. They dropped three albums with relative success. One of them was called My Generation. The next one was A Quick One. Uh, My Generation was 1965. A Quick One was 1966. And then The Who Sells Out in 1967. But 1969, they dropped the album Tommy, hey. which was a rock opera. Tommy, can you hear me? Yes. The original... Press version sold over 200 million copies. That's a Ooh, shit ton of records. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's going double platinum in the United States back in the time when everyone actually had to buy the album. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. That is really insane. What was the second album? A quick one. If you're trying to rub one out real yeah, quick. Yeah, just trying to bust out a quick one. And when you were reading that, like, I, I heard... My generation. Oh, the next album was a quick one. I'm not even mentioning it. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> it was quick. Yeah, yeah, it was, this only... was a quick one. Yeah, we're just moving on from there. And then they got to Tommy. A quick one was the archetype for Raining Blood by Slayer. Oh, all good right. stuff. So was Tommy based off of anyone? Was that based off of uh, Keith Moon's dad, Alf? Um, what? He's deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it had to do with Pete Townsend writing it. Pete Townsend was the main songwriter in the Who, and this was kind of a strange take on his whole abusive situation growing up. Because, mm. like, apparently Pete Townsend had it pretty fucking bad mm. when he was okay. younger. So uh, his dad was Alf. Like, actual Alf. His dad had the nose of Alf <laughs> on the lower part of his body. <laughs> Pete has a very large nose. <laughs> he does, too, yeah. Well, Pete Townsend He's inherited has inherited it from, yeah, uh, yeah. Tremendously large Alf nose. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, they have, like, Disney dads, but I'm just polluted with Alf nose penis. Right <laughs> a little scrounged up, there. Yeah, a little scrunched up looking. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on. That's... Wait, so but I also also no, let's, uh, let's Pete... linger on the weird penis fact. <laughs> yeah, Pete Townsend. Besides having a weird scrunched penis nose, he was also very known for being wild. Right, he did the fucking pinwheel. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. and did well, the kicks with, and the with a scrunched penis. I, yeah. <laughs> with, well, with he couldn't do anything without it. So yeah, uh, he w True. yeah he also broke a lot of his guitars and stuff. And they started doing that whole breaking guitars on stage before they were making any money. Well, he was. They were like the first ones, uh, right? Yeah, they were the first ones to break shit. And they, and they would get enough money at the shows they were playing to replace their gear, and that was really it. So they were broke for <laughs> like a few years. So they're just volunteering to play music, pretty it's much. Fucking yeah. stage presence. I mean, they were able to get apartments and stuff like that. They were able to live off oh, of it, right. but also. Okay. Back then, you could like uh, collect cans and do that. Now, Keith Moon really became Keith Moon when this success hit of Tommy because he got a shit ton of money. And Keith liked to be rich. He really, really liked it. That means he gets a lot of drugs. He got lots of drugs. Oh, 
he bought a house called Tara, which I'll get into later. Wait, well, he named his house Tara? No, it was already named Tara by some asshole. What a dick. The, the director of the Italian job, I forgot his name, but that was the guy who built the house and then sold it. Like to the him. original one with Michael Caine? That's the one. My cocaine. So after they make a shit ton of money, Moon got super weird, but like shitty weird. Ugh. He used to put on this hilarious accent, like an aristocratic accent, and greet people <laughs> like he came from money. Like, mm. so, like he had seen a, a, he had seen some Jane Austen movie. I would say things like, good to see you, old boy. But, you know, he's like 28. and S- Sounds very Monty Python-esque. Oh, the yeah. same time period, too, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. they were friends. Graham Chapman was really oh, yeah? close with me- Co- uh, Meath Coon. <laughs> Meath Coon. <laughs> Meath Coon. Oh, he's a Meath Coon? Uh, Meath Coon. No, is I'm it? thinking Meath Coon is uh, like Davy Crockett's brother who plays uh, the fucking slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like oh, Short Round's cousin. Keith, yeah. Keith Coon. Oh, it's me, Keith Coon. Welcome to my restaurant. So the, the Monty Python crew and the Who were hanging out. Well, I mean, they were friends, some of them. Right. I, I, I don't know. I didn't look that much into that. I feel like I remember reading that somewhere. There's an interview with Graham Chapman. Uh, Chapman. He's the one that died of AIDS, or no? Yeah, yeah, he died of AIDS. Yeah, um, Like in the 80s? Something like that. Yeah, Eight, I think he died in like 80s. 80, 81 or something. A little sidebar about him dying. Fucking... Listen to John Cleese's eulogy of him. It's one of the oh, it's hilarious. It, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. It's one of the best fucking hmm. eulogies I need to look I've ever that. heard. Mm. Says fuck in it. Drops fuck. Yeah, yeah. Just he look it up. He says look some up. really good shit. If uh, any of you guys eulogize me, permission to use all of Carlin's seven words. Nice. I just want to. Is that is that is that a mutual thing? I just want to put on. The, yeah. Mutual? Well, okay. I, I want you guys to put on Dance with My Father again and slip <laughs> my limp body over you and dance with me. Oh my god. Are you gonna, oh my like, god. in front of my family. We, we, we what do you mean for your family? They would have wanted. And if they say anything bad about it, pull out the pull out the, the super soakers filled with nacho cheese and just spray them right in the face. Keep dancing. We're gonna get one of those giant like uh baby swings, you know, that they have in the uh-huh. park where you can put your baby in and just sit you up in it, your dead body. <laughs> and me and Cody will push you back and forth while we're listening to uh POD, POD is alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh yes, please I'm, do POD. Do you know what I'm do you know what I'm just envisioning <laughs> now? <laughs> do you know what I'm envisioning right now? Oh uh, what? <laughs> like we have uh, microphones rolling. This could <laughs> suffice as like a last testament if we don't actually put down paper wills. I haven't heard Travis say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, we're having fun, but yeah, thirty no. years down the line, dude. Like this could be horrible I have to for say one that's, of us. That's a great idea, and it's payable on death. Oh God. Pod. Oh, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right, back to the who. Back to the who. So he's into all these accents. Oh, wait, hold on. I want to tell the little Graham Chapman story. Okay. It's really funny. Go ahead, do it. I don't care. Moon and Chapman are hanging out. They're good buddies. They're in a hotel room. And at the time, Graham Chapman is, he's got a thing for gin. Mm. So Keith Moon calls down to the lobby to get some gin sent up. Now, 15 minutes later, no gin shows up. So Keith Moon throws a TV out of the window of the hotel. Great. And then calls the office downstairs. And he says, if we don't have that bottle of gin in 15 minutes, the next one's the radio. <laughs> that is awesome. 15 minutes later, no gin. What's Keith Moon climbs out of the window. <laughs> Graham Chapman doesn't think anything of it because he thinks there's a fire escape or something. Right. 
but he's gone for about 10 minutes. So Graham Chapman goes and checks it out. There's no <laughs> there's no balcony or anything. There's just a little ledge that's he's like half a foot wide. He's trying to parkour that shit? He parkoured into the next hotel room <laughs> to get gin He for Peter parkoured yeah. into the Fuck, next room. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, he Peter parkoured. <laughs> Shoot my ropes, Peter parkoured. Which is pretty good. I mean, like, Keith Moon, we're gonna get into his greasier stuff, but that's a good friend thing. Determined. You're that willing to put your life determined. on the line and fuck other people's property up just so you can give your friends gin. Yeah. I like that. Gin Tom, calls. Tom, I would climb out of this window to get gin for you. I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, it's this window is about four inches from the ground. <laughs> that's why I'm willing to go. That's why I'm willing, that's why I'm willing to hang out of it for Jen. You'll get dirty and cold, so I, I appreciate it. Your dog shit's over there. Yeah, she does. I feel so alive. <laughs> Please do that. Please do that. Uh, uh. So he, he starts getting into some weird stuff. He, For example, he got into taking pictures in drag. Or like Ugh. press kits. I saw these. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Mm, yeah. Confusing. Yes, yeah, very confusing. Confusing. Um, he was he was good in drag. That was he like, looked like Lady Gaga. That's another yeah, fucking oh, Monty Python yeah. thing. Drag, drag. Yeah, fucking the, they're crossing, drag, yeah. crossing yeah. fucking it's fields. It's a British thing. Yeah, it it's is. It's a British thing. They love dressing in the, And they're good at it. They know. Not good at being drag. Being, because they're, every, they're good at being funny in drag. Every British man who talks like this, as soon as they put on a dress, they all of a sudden talk like this. Every single one of them. And their husband's name is Harry. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Whoa. I want to hear more about Keith Mooms. Keith Mooms. Goodbye. All right. He buys a house called Tara, which I mentioned before. You, you did. did. This was a party house. Mm. Non-stop partying. He mm. wanted the house so he could get fucked up all the time. Whenever he wasn't touring or playing shows, he would be at Tara. Why do you need I a hope, house I hope... name to do that? Well, he didn't name it that, but... Okay. I was going to say, I hope this isn't the point why he's shitty, because I would do the exact same thing. Oh, me too. Yeah, I feel like um, that's a company goal at this point. We were just talking about this thing at work. We were talking about the lotto. What would you do if you won the lotto? Say, I know, I'd probably be smart about it and invest it, but the first month, I'd probably die. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Keith Moon was. You know, he was like a crackhead who won the lotto. Right, and, but um, he didn't have the goals. He was party for life. Yes, exactly. Party for life. One of his friends, fellow musician by the name Richard Barnes, quoted saying, people would come to deliver a pizza or do a mural and then stay for weeks. <laughs> um, it was a mess. Wow. Mm -hmm. Would that happen to be a big sausage pizza? What are you it doing? It probably was, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? So he moved into Tara with his first wife, Kim Kerrigan. He who, moved into Tara. Yeah, he did. <laughs> right. What a dirty man. You had to. With he, his wife. Travis, you go down on Chevy Chase every day. Yeah, I do. The road. <laughs> so I'll get it. I might have outed you there. Sorry. No. Nah. Totally doxxed. <laughs> I've been doxxed. Ah, you, you suck celebrity dicks. Suck. Tom, are Sorry, you... You're doxing Keith Moon right now. I am doxing Keith Moon. <laughs> Are you going to tell us where he's buried? No, because I didn't look that up. <laughs> I'm sure there's... I'm, I'm sure he's in the ground somewhere. He's probably in Wembley. They pro not playing tennis. <laughs> what? I hate that you made me dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think they shot, it into the, shot him into the bottom of the ocean, but we're not there yet. No, we're not. Keith Moon met his first wife, Kim, Kim Kerrigan, in 1956. Mm. They started dating right there. That was the woman for the moon. Woman for the moon. She was prego by 66 and moved into the moon's household. 
now he lives with his parents still. Um, <laughs> the moon base. Still very early in the Who's career. The moon base. Mm. Can we call it the moon base? The moon base. Yes, the moon base. The moon base. So with Alf. Yes. <laughs> Their marriage and child, Amanda, were kept hidden from the press until 1968 to uphold the Who's image. Mm. Can't be cool if you're a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love this band. It's so good. I love it. He's, you hear the way he plays drums? Yeah, I hear it, but it's like a dad. Oh, mate. It's not good, mate. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, wow. So you let's essentially go, let's go listen to Uriah Heep. <laughs> so essentially, a human being had to pretend not to exist so the Who could make money. Well, it wasn't you know she still got to eat croissants on his dime. I mean, that's yeah, what, that's that's what being human is all about. And she yeah. moved into Tara. She Tara moved into Tara. Keith would beat the shit out of her all the time. Oh, really? Yep. Fuck. So we're gonna start peeling back the old uh, Keith banana. Here we go. He's that not was all a, fun. That was a doozy to start with, yeah, but please continue. Me. Well, I mean, that's what we do here. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we we're, kick them while they're down and dead. We're investigating <laughs> reporters that report on shit that's way old. Breaking. And, uh, I did a great job of that. So, he broke her nose three times. Hmm. What the fuck? Would beat the hell out of her, and th- wait, one time... Three separate, or... Three yeah. separate times. I mean, you can't break it. No. Are you sure no. that he Mash, was... Just kept mashing it. <laughs> that's one... Oh, well, I was gonna say, laughing at this. I was gonna say, oh, are you She's sure... She's victim. I... I yeah. yeah, are you sure that he he wasn't so drunk that he mistook her for his drum set? You don't punch uh, a fucking drum yeah. set. <laughs> oh, he would punch yeah, his drum set. Yeah, he punch his he drum set. He used to just kick the kick drum right off the drum riser and then hurt people with it. He was not a nice man when it came to performing. Yeah, but, but not a nice man to drums and not a nice man to women. No, and I'm thinking maybe maybe she was doing too much blow and that's why the nose was so brittle, but I don't think that's the case. No, that was his excuse. Yeah. There was even one case of chasing her around the yard with a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what, for funsies? Well, f- uh, yeah, apparently, but, you know, I don't think it's that fun. Uh, no. Uh, listen, I have no problem with the Second Amendment, but you don't point them at your wife. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Where's the baby child? Just running after, like, a Benny Hill sketch? Oh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's freaky, man. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty horrible. Moon was a garbage person when it came to ladies. How do you how do you come off of that? I'm, I'm sorry, I pointed the sod off at you, honey. Come back inside. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's over, right? It, tell me, they st- that that's where it stopped for them. Moving along, Kim left that stank ass in 1973. Fuck yeah, good for Kim. She was smart. Don't need I mean, no it, man. It took her took her eight years, but she was smart enough. Smart woman. Uh, Did you get out of there with the baby child? Oh, of course she brought the baby Fuck child. Fuck yeah. It doesn't yeah, need to be around, around moon child. He went a little crazy. It's not she baby left. child, I guess, at this point. Eight years, you said? That's uh, still a baby child. Like seven. Yeah, yeah. Child. Yeah, so, child. Yeah, yeah. Not baby. Definitely child. No. Child, Any, child, anyone, child. On, anyone under 21 is a baby child. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's 22 and a half is a dingus. <laughs> Our, that's our intern's age. I feel like 22 and a half is the most dingus. I can't wait till he's <laughs> This is science talking. You're gonna, you let him know the second he's undingified. He's going to edit this one. Hi, Mike. Guess what, Mike? I got a message for you. Put on ball to the ball to bang to bang diggy diggy. Edit the fuck out of this. That song did come out 22 years ago today. What? No, I just made that up. Oh. I was going to say there's no <laughs> way. There's no fucking way. Dude, I'm Dagic. That's when you remember things in the past that you weren't there for. Yeah, swanky tanky. Swank alike. Oh my god. Oh I... shit, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it. <laughs> so that destroyed Moon emotionally when his wife Kim left with the child. I he mean, wanted... what did he think the sawed off shotgun would accomplish? Uh, that's 
kind of why I don't feel bad for him. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm like done now. It's just like my wife left me. You pointed the a, a sawed off at the her. The joke is on her because if he pulled the trigger, it would have shot roses. No, no, and and, and buckshot and buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely one of those at least. Yeah, at least one. So we'll keep moving on because this on. gets more funner. So he's going fucking nuts. We're gonna talk about the Who and destruction. Destruction. So the Who was known for destroying hotel rooms, Moon being particularly the worst. Is he the point man mm. on the destruction? Pretty much. Their whole wild thing really came from Keith Moon being that presence on stage and them embodying It, it seems like the Who was just Keith Moon and a bunch of people just suffering contact highs of Keith Moon. No, they were all pretty shitty people. Yeah. They were all bad. They were all getting fooled. They were all getting fucked up. By, so I'm not saying... That you're wrong about that, uh, but they're all getting high off each other. They're all getting they fooled get again, and again and again and again. And again. And yeah, it just seems like bad influence. Now, I think Daltrey was actually pretty cool. He was a little more laid back than the other ones. Probably had to do something with him not taking speed uh, all the time. <laughs> 80 yeah. speed. If you take whatever. a lot of speed not all 80s. the time, you're going to act like a shitbag. Yeah, you're going to drive that truck all the way from Santa Monica to, to into a wall. Into the Chris Angel show in Nevada. Yeah, dude. He's now in Reno. Oh, and really? They moved him out. No, no, I'm just kidding. You gotta stop fucking He's us. not the Luxor anymore. I, getting, dude, I booked plane good. tickets to the to the Luxor. The plane's gonna land on the Luxor. Gonna just be crated out to the The Chris Luxor Angel isn't show. flat. It sounds like it sounds like Travis is a new age Terry. The Luxor, <laughs> the Luxor is not flat. You cannot no, land anything. It's, you a, can. it's a permit. Well, dude, I, I can land it there because I'm seeing Chris Angel. He can yeah, do true. whatever. It's gonna blow up, and then he's just gonna. It's stand. made of he's glass. Put, you know that, put... right? It's glass, dude. But he's gonna mind freak me. He's gonna get everyone in Vegas to stand in one spot, unveil a curtain, <laughs> and the Luxor will be fine. In fact, there'll be three of them wow! on top of each other, upside mind. down. Upside down, yes. Mind Illuminati. Freak, yes. And Travis will be in the pool naked. He'll have his fourteen. Own pool. Travis yeah. will be. In the we'll pool. have to respect the winner only. Just fourteen men talking about how their dad stinks of beer. <laughs> Yeah, go so, look at our Instagram real quick. If I was in the Luxor, um, I'd probably destroy one of the rooms. If I wanted to do that, well, how would uh, I yeah. do it? Well, I'll tell you about how they used to do it. There's one pretty funny instance in which the Who was... They're in America. I forget exactly where. But mm -hmm. what happened was is they were staying in a hotel. They destroyed it. The suite or the entire... The suite. Okay. They got picked up by their limo service to go to the airport, in which okay. they were running late for their plane. Because of the smashies. Yeah, they were, well, they were fucked up. You know, it's next day shit. <laughs> nah. So Keith Moon, on the way there, goes, wait, turn around. I forgot something. Not saying what he forgot. The limo gets back to the hotel. Keith goes to the lobby, gets okay. the key back to the room. All right. Throws the TV on the floor, destroys that, and then goes back into the limo. And they ride <laughs> off. And they, they didn't know. The other guys in the Who didn't know. They were like, what did you forget, Keith? And he's just like, I forgot to destroy the TV. <laughs> He fucking hated TVs. They hated TVs. Their flight. He destroyed every TV he ever saw. <laughs> Even the ones in his own house. I mean, it's it's a viable target. Yeah, I mean, the, especially the old school tube TVs, because when you broke the glass, it made this pop sound. Oh, yeah. That, you, know? you hear the little whine. Vacuum. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like breaking a flat screen where it just, oh, all right, now the picture's fucked up. It's like a loud, audible explosion. You know you fucked Man, up. Man, the past was so much cooler. Yeah, bro. I could have been friends with myself then. Yo, if I threw a Wiimote through my tube TV, it would explode. So... I, you know what that wine is? That wine is probably, like, poisonous, poisonous gas, gas. Yeah. seeping out yep. from, like, the vacuum tubes. Yep, gotta keep they that stuff away from the queen. They shoved ammonia and everything. The queen didn't have any TVs. She was allergic to poisonous gases. 
She also didn't have any teeth. Yeah. Born without teeth. Yeah. The queen. Anyway. Are we just being liars this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's all Bonzi time. Buddy's fault. He gave me a virus. Lying virus. Sue. The Holiday Inn in Flint, Michigan. Hey. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is a fun event. They're in Flint. In Lake Flint. It's Keith's 20th birthday. Oh, boy. Oh, so he's been underage. The second they land in Flint, he starts drinking. As you would if you go to Flint. Yeah. Not, not the <laughs> no, water. No, mm-hmm. no, don't do that. Bad. They're doing radio all day, because that's what you used to do when you were in town. You would do all the radio stations. You'd drive, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, three or four local stations. You would talk about the show that you were going to play. They go afterwards. They play the show. He's drunk the whole time. Returning to the hotel, Moon started a food fight, and soon cake began flying through the air. The drummer knocked out part of his front tooth at the hospital. <laughs> With a cake? Oh, it must have been a hard cake. I don't uh, know. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Some kind of Jewish cake. Um, at the hospital, doctors could not give him any anesthetic due to his inebriation before removing the remainder of his tooth. Back at the hotel, a melee erupted. Fire extinguishers were set off, guest objects thrown into the swimming pool, and a piano reportedly destroyed. The chaos <laughs> ended only when the police arrived with guns drawn. Oh, wow. The furious Holiday Inn management presented the, the group with a $24,000 bill, which was reportedly settled by Herman's Hermit's manager, Ed McCann. Now, they were opening for Herman's Hermit's at that time. I think I heard of them. I don't even know this band, but uh, it's obviously similar types of music. So, right. Um, that's what the tour was for. Townsend claimed that the Who were banned for life from all the hotel's properties. All the Holiday Inns? Yeah. Wow. And this was perpetuated for a long time. Their manager later disputed this, saying that they were in the Rochester, New York property a week later. Mm. Okay, so they went into... They went into the urban myth territory by saying we're banned from Holiday Inns. Uh Uh-huh. And even uh, we watched an interview with Roger Daltrey, me and Cody, mm-hmm. and Roger Daltrey says that they're still banned. And, really? Yeah, they're full of shit. Just, I mean, they might be, but like... They're not. How, the manager says no. he's not. They were there a week later. Oh, the manager? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like, you know, managers aren't up to date, you know uh, what I mean? Like, I, it can be a very ineffective band, is what not, I might... They're not, yeah. I'm still hung up on this losing a tooth with cake. Yeah, well, we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I feel like it might be like, you know, the fucking scumbag kid on the, on the block that makes a snowball but puts a rock in the inside. Yeah. Was, coconut. Uh, coconut. That's coconut. a Hawaiian version. <laughs> that's it's a great. Hawaiian snowball? That's a Hawaiian snowball. It's a, it's a coconut <laughs> covered in sand. If you put rocks in there, it, yeah. hurts, it hurts ten times worse than an actual <laughs> coconut to the face. You gotta put the broken seashells on the outside so it hurts extra. That's exactly yeah. what I'm thinking that this cake was. It's fucking a beer bottle just mashed into a cake. Well, it probably wasn't from the cake, though. He's probably just drinking a beer and someone got rowdy with him. Mm. <clears throat> it's probably a prison cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a pound cake, dog. Pound of bro. Oh, there we go. So he was also known for blowing up hotel toilets with M80s and cherry bombs. He got sufficiently good at this. He didn't always want to take the rap for it. Because mm. it, this costed them a lot of money. Right. So, I assume those are waterproof explosives. Though. They are. The fuses, you okay. can get the Dip waterproof. charge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he would buy extended fuses and flush it down the toilet and time it out so it would hit like five or six floors below. And there was one <laughs> instance in which someone was actually taking a piss with the, <laughs> the toilet blew up. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Actually awesome. At one point, Moon was only allowed in one hotel in all of London. That's pretty bad. That's pretty badass. Like what hotel? What, yeah, what is it? Well, Come on. I, well, I don't know the one. But, it was uh, probably the, the Chumpsford uh, Inn. Motor Inn. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. Gullible Gally. <laughs> I'm the gullible Gary. I'm the tavern boy that you've never met before. <laughs> oh, and he he also signed into places using a credit card with a name of uh, Rupert Wilde, which was all his own money. <laughs> well, why would you choose a name like that? Yeah, that's if a, you're trying look, porn Rupert star. Wilde. That's a pretty terrible sock name. Yeah, is it any worse than Keith Moon? Uh, <laughs> uh Keith Teabag. Keith Teabagged your mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad one. I wouldn't. I never meet. Never met one. Dude, cuntilingus airways. Cuntilingus, not cuntilingus. <laughs> yeah, cunt, cuntilingus. Not cuntilingus. It's cuntilingus. Uh, I got. There's better names out there, like Reggie, Norman, Jesus. Steve's with an S, not just Steve. I had Steve's. An, I had a great uncle Norman. Oh yeah. Who thought that crazy glue was contact solution one time? Oh, true story. Very, that I was shut for a few to, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trip to the ER. Yeah, but he's dead now. Keep the cyanide next to his bread. <laughs> just, just really for shits and giggles. <laughs> so let's talk about Keith Moon passing out on stage. Mm. You're not a you're not a true artist unless you pass out on stage. Oh yeah, it's Keith Moon. I Yoko do, Ono. I wanted to do that. I've done that on the podcast. Really, Yoko Ono? No, I just hate her. I'll throw her under any invisible bus I can think of. Yeah. Also, fucking uh, what's his name? Fucking Dave Matthews throwing poop on people. Did he do that? Yeah. Really? He, they, were, they were driving their RV or whatever, their tour bus, mm-hmm. and he asked the, 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 apparently they backed up their uh, toilet with shit because they're Dave Matthews van, Ben. Yeah. Well, they are full of shit. And they told the driver to dump it when they were going over a bridge, and it landed on somebody's fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> All Dave Matthews poop oh. on their face. I'm having fun tangenting tonight. <laughs> yes. Great Nine tangent degrees. episode. So where are we going with... Keith Keith Moon passing out on stage. 1973. During a show on the Quadrophenia tour at Cow Palace in Daly City, California, Moon started passing out while playing drums. Pretty pretty intense. You know, you're playing that You got your shit going. Yeah. I'd imagine. You probably make a really good snare hit when your head, your forehead hits the snare. Well, it's it's got to bounce off right. Yeah. It might just dud it. It's got to be the sting out, too. It's got to be able to sting out. Yeah. Apparently, Moon had taken a gorilla tranquilizer. Gorilla? Gorilla. Like, as in Bonzi Buddy. As in... (laughs) Why did you take my Bonzi Buddy tranquilizer? Why does he he have that? Why is Bonzi Buddy back? I... I, just because I said your name doesn't mean you can fucking show up. Get out! Hello, it's me, Get Travis. Out! Travis. <laughs> Get out! You, Travis, you gotta slap the X. Travis, slap the X. Your social security number is six two four five. Fuck out of here now. I He's killed dead. him. I unplugged that computer. Fucking gorilla tranquilizers. Yeah. So he takes a gorilla tranquilizer and on purpose. Yeah, of course. He's a party animal. A party animal. <clears throat> yeah. So check this out. This is pretty neat. This is like total little boy cream dream shit. What? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Is you having a little boy Back cream? That up. Hear me out, and you'll know what I'm talking about. So after he passes out on stage, the other guys in the band are like, are there any drummers in the audience that know our songs? Ooh. And this guy did. This dude named Scott Halpin, an audience member, went up and played the rest of the set with them. Wow. Imagine how cool that must have been for that dude. That must have been great. Like, you're there to see this band, you fucking love them, and like... Your one talent is drumming, and then all of a sudden, Keith Moon just passes out from eating too many Bonzi Buddy cakes. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to be Keith Moon for the night. I'm Keith Moon when you are the moon. Minus the gorilla trank. Uh, he probably yeah. took at least one gorilla trank. Yeah, uh, up the just dick one hole. though. Up just the dickhole. If you got it, if you what is that called? Um, it's not spoof. It's not boofing. 
It's uh, called uh, sounding. Sounding. It's called Soundgarden. <laughs> Soundgarden. <laughs> Dick tranquilizer is called Soundgarden. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if this guy really was channeling Keith Moon, he would have at least stuck one up his peen hole. Would have oh, sounded boy. one. That's science. Sound off. That's that's rock and roll British <laughs> science. It's not in our textbooks. Sure was in uh, Scott Halpin's. For a reason. So the next time, during the opening date of the band's March 1976 U.S. tour at the Boston Garden. Sound Garden. Uh, sound Boston oh, Mar- oh, at the yeah. Boston Market? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good. Boston Market. Hey. <laughs> um, Moon passed out over his drum kit after two songs, and the show was rescheduled. The next evening... Moon systematically destroyed everything in his hotel room, cut himself doing so, and passed out. He was discovered by manager Bill Kerbishley, who took him to the hospital and told him, I'm going to get you to the doctor, we'll get you nice and fit, so you'll be back within two days, because I'm going to break your fucking jaw. You have fucked this band around so many times, and I'm not having it anymore. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the role of a manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bill Kerbishley, if you're still alive, stay that way. Because you kick ass. Stay pony, golden boy. Hell yeah, you're premium in my book. Yeah, because at this point, Keith had kind of destroyed the Who. He hadn't seen them. Towards the end of his career, he hadn't seen them for like months at a clip. Oh, he would like only show up for tour and like, yeah, like time for me to do the drums. He never practiced drums ever. Mm. He just kind of did it, um, which kind of explains his style of just doing whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um. But it started to show in his old age. He really couldn't play. And when I say old age, I mean he's late twenties. Yeah, late twenties. <laughs> he couldn't keep up anymore. He was so drugged out from mm. post speed and the crazy drinking. This guy, this guy drinks us under the table. Mm. Well, um, not anymore. Well, he drank us under the table. You're right. It's <laughs> it's past tense. <laughs> Sorry. Did you want to talk about him trying to like get shot in the ankle with adrenaline? Or oh yeah, I forgot. That was um, funny as shit. We're gonna backtrack a little bit. When he was at Daly City, passing out while playing drums. From the Gorilla Trank? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. From the Gorilla Trank. They had a doctor there who was trying to inject him with, like, an adrenaline needle. Syringe, for some reason, yeah. Syringe. They were trying to do it through his ankle for some reason. I think they were trying what? to be sneaky with it. Yeah. Like, the doctor was crawling behind, behind like, Behind the amps. drum riser and trying to, like... <laughs> was trying to, like, <laughs> him stick him with, like... And yeah. they even told him. They, were, they couldn't get him off. He just wanted to keep playing. He was, like, out of his mind. Right. They couldn't get him off, so they just, like, tried to hold his foot still. <laughs> well, he was, you know, he's on this kick pedal, and they're just like, damn, they're just gotta get you. I don't know why Give they me a moon. do it in the butt. Yeah. Ah. Well, for, it's not a great move either way, because the doctor's like, oh, there's something wrong with him. I'm gonna hit him with drugs, but not knowing what drugs he's already on. Yeah. No, that's true. It, it yeah, seems- I feel like the doctor is doctor in air quotes. Yeah. Like, fucking it seems like Timothy Leary stimulant. was a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> a stimulant after a gorilla trank isn't a great idea. Very you know true. what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And the doctor's like, also make him feel better. Like, yeah. Doesn't seem clever to me. Well, he wouldn't have felt it. We know that much. He was just moving. No. It wasn't like he was resisting a shot. He wasn't really alive at that point. He was just moving. He was just moving. <laughs> My jump abrasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that pulse was just. just Cramps in a in a temporarily dead body. No one touches my drums like I do. Like I play them nice. You could tell when he wasn't up to snuff because his playing style was so distinct and wild and fucking awesome. <coughs> right. If he was slowing down, you knew something was wrong. Right. Too All much right. Boston Market. So back back to uh, after the passing out bits, we're gonna go to we're yeah we're, this, we're continuing this downward Thank spiral you. of the end of his life. Mm. 
We're getting pretty dark here. He's taking gorilla tranquilizers. Gorilla tranquilizers. So this is the dark side of the moon. Oh, God. You're good, buddy. You're good. Give me a straw. A little tank in the stank Floyd. I'm going to take a celebratory. I'm going to take a celebratory dark side of the strawpedo. Yeah, which is a different, you know, if you didn't get that reference, that's a different rock and roll band from Britain also. It's also the dark side of the fucking moon. Like, yeah. The other side of our... I think that that came out around the same time as they probably hated this each other. Was happening. Yeah, they probably all hanging out, sucking, doing drugs. Bowie's dick. <laughs> think you get high off of that? Sucking Bowie's dick. That's what they all did. I right? feel like rock and roll suck Bowie's dick. Suck Bo- I've got all this he's, cocaine. He's got soccer mom hair. <laughs> suck his dick. Well, if you suck Bowie's dick, you're gonna be doing at least five lines of cocaine off of Bowie's dick. Yeah, that's true. It's a big dick. So a lot of moon- cocaine. <laughs> Even though he was loaded and made a shit ton of money off Tommy and Quadrophenia and all the mm-hmm. other albums that they had done, he spent way more than he actually made because he would buy places and crazy cars. I mean, he would he bought a Bentley and put it in a swimming pool. Like he was just a fucking nut job. Not a good investment, the Bentley in the swimming pool. No, so that's bad. Yeah, it, pretty bad. But he ended up moving out to L.A. I think that was in '73. Um, he was pretty much living check to check. Wow. Even yeah. though he was even with bank. Yeah, yeah, he's making wow. he's making probably realistically about a million dollars a year back then. And then just what after taxes? So that's like and... that's like five million now. You know, There's after taxes and damages. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the Who had all the taxes stuff covered. Oh, they right? had yeah, they had to touch their taxes. Yeah, they when you're making that kind of money and you're an asset like that, like the label gets you on. Here's your whole tax. Yeah, here's your band accountant. Yeah, here's the accountant. So he He's, didn't have to pay taxes, and he was still barely treading water. Yeah, that was probably an inside joke with Monty Python because they had that whole fucking accountant skit, didn't they? Where it's like, I want to become an accountant. Oh yeah, that's a great skit. It was probably just talking about fucking Keith Moon's accountant. It was the accountant who wanted to become a lion. Oh uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. But he was afraid of lions. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And he never did any. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a great skit. Michael you Palin, fucking nerds! Fucking, yeah, he walks in. Oh, uh, yeah, that's real nerdy. <laughs> I'd like to be a lion tamer. <laughs> Faulty tower fuck. So I'm going to rewind a little bit to a point in Keith Moon's life. Bloop, 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 bloop. That's a terrible no. rewind. <laughs> that, that was a, a blubby sound. I like that rewind. That was a blubby sound. To a sad tale of a man named Neil Boland. Neil. Now, that's Neil. a sad name. It is. <laughs> Neil was a friend of Moon's and Ended up becoming his bodyguard and chauffeur. Mm. So, okay. so pre pre who friend? I believe so. Like I think a schoolboy, like a schoolboy friend. <laughs> uh, we went to the same school. Uh, on January fourth, nineteen seventy, Moon accidentally killed his friend, driver, and bodyguard oh. Neil Boland outside the Red Lion Pub in Hatfield, Hertfordshire. How do you That's how you say it. How did he kill him? Yeah. How do you accidentally kill a fucker like that? So there was a fight in the pub. Uh-huh. And Moon was involved in the fight. All the pub patrons were anti-Keith Moon at this moment. And they bum-rushed him outside of the pub. And Keith Moon, with his bodyguard and one of his other friends, ran to Moon's Bentley. Keith of and one of his friends bent. was in the back, and Neil was driving. All right. Now... They began driving to escape the patrons who were hitting the Bentley. They were, like, attacking it. The anti-Keithers. The anti-Keithers, yes. This is like a zombie movie, for fuck's sake. Yeah, pretty much. Neil, for some reason, stepped out of the car while... Moving? While it was moving, because they were all drinking. Mm. Um, 
he stepped out of the car probably because someone was starting with him and he was gonna i don't know the plan was to you what you what mate yeah, wh you done what mate you what in it a lot of that happening yeah i think you've been pronouncing his name wrong it's neil it's neil neil it's yeah neil. not neil yeah neil yeah. it's neil it's n-e-o-w like neo. Ne like neo from the matrix with a neo yeah <laughs> so his friend neil bowen right right he steps out of the car mate to square off with someone right as you did. like you fucking couldn't neil somehow gets dragged under the car and it's stuck on like the bumper of the car while Keith is hopping over the back seat trying to steer through these people. And Holy he ends shit. up running over his friend. That's terrible. That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't imagine that... running either of you fucks over. Yeah, all no, I'm thinking be really bad. Yeah, all I'm thinking about right now is the scene in the mummy when all the people are possessed stop, by the mummy. Stop doing this. <laughs> Stop but Benny was part of that. Part. Benny was part podcast. of the mummy horde. You're on the wrong side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the horses. No, this, this is this is truly uh, very upsetting. It is. This guy Neil. Benny. I don't know much about him <laughs> other than poor he was Benny. killed. Oh, Neil. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. poor Benny. <laughs> poor Benny. Yeah. Uh, after an investigationer, the coroner ruled that Bowen's death was an accident, and Moon received an absolute discharge after being charged with the offenses initially. This well, haunted Keith for the rest of his life. So that's probably one of the reasons why I was going all fucking crazy all the time. Yeah. I would I would drink myself silly if yeah. I killed one of my friends. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty horrible. Especially Neil. Yeah. I never won't kill Neil, mate. No, never kill Neil. It was his man. Yeah, his man. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, might have been an Asbo. Imagine if you killed Andrew by accident. Yeah, I'd never want to kill my man, dude. My man means more to me than anything. My man, El Mano. El Mano. No. El Mano. El Mano. El Mano. Right, Cody? He's a resident Spanish speaker. hombre. No, El Mano. That means either monkey or hand. I think it's hand. No, he's he's your muchacho. He's my boy. Yeah, but, hombre. But yeah, hombre. But yeah. you say muchacho all the time. He's my yeah. That's that's not what a man. I that's clearly that mean. That's clearly not a man. No. Yeah, but like you're not my son. I say, what's up, son? Yeah, but I figured same if thing you as want muchacho, you wouldn't want your man being called a boy, though, wouldn't no. you? He's el no only only he calls him muchacho. To everyone else, it's señor muchacho. Oh, el hombre de mano. El hombre, a man de mano, of hands. A man of hands. Yeah. Yeah. Just touching niños. you. How did we get here? Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, so, let's catch up. He killed his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're talking about man hands. Let's get back to the... So people who were close to, to Moon saw how much this death haunted him. Keith did feel responsible, even though he didn't get any charges. Right. I mean, and yeah, it he, really, you're responsible yeah, for alcohol. driving over your friend. Yeah. I mean, he was. his feet weren't even on the pedals when it happened. He oh. was reaching over the back seat, okay, just trying okay. to steer through. Mm. Um, but he, he... I feel less bad for him. I... It's it's rough. It's a shitty situation. So according to Pamela Desbaris, who was friends with El Mano. Moon uh, at the time, he would have nightmares and wake up in the middle of the night and just be panicking and straight go on nightmares. about how he doesn't deserve to live because he killed his friend. So got that PTSD. Yeah. So that was Moon killing someone. Mm. That's off the old bucket list. Yeah. Add another one to the shit list. P right. PTSDI. Shitler's list. I'm gonna wrap up Moon right now. Moon? Yeah. I'm gonna wrap up the moon. With a lasso? The moon and the stars. Bang! The moon boom. and the stars. These are my boys. Speaking of stars, uh, give us a five-star rating oh. on one of your 
platforms, I guess iTunes, that's most of you, and then the other ones, please do whatever that is. Uh, I don't tip know, yourself. Is five hats, five fedoras, yeah, five beards. <laughs> they don't have actions. any other things, so you can just touch yourself for us. Yeah, you can touch yourself at us. <laughs> we won't arrest you. We'll we'll wave our fingers uh we'll back and forth. Yeah. Uh, 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 also uh, do uh, the subscribe uh, uh, thing. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Not today. We roast modem in the house <laughs> and you got your dick out. Mm-mm-mm. That ain't gonna work here. How did Moon die, dog? Cause of death. The cause of death was an <coughs> overdose. Wow. Of a drug called heminevrin. Oh, surprise, surprise. Now this drug was used to wean people <laughs> off of drinking. Mmm. Hamanatra. This would re- stop it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he said Hamanatra. No. This would. Uh, I mean, Moon was in serious bad shape when it came to drinking. That was his vice. He did the cocaine, he did all the pills and stuff, but he was a drinker at heart. Right. Um, even so, he had tried cleaning up a few times before. Oh, yeah. And it just didn't work. Uh, his lovely Swedish girlfriend, after his wife, brought him to rehab and mm. would recall, like, Moon hallucinating, uh, seeing small green men and things like that. Like, really bad alcoholism. Doing, doing some absinthe. Yeah. So he used this drug to get over it. And the night that that had happened, he was going to a party at Paul McCartney's place. Hey, good old Paul. And Paul. he was really upset because he knew he was going to drink and he didn't want to drink, but he's in that environment, which is, you know, you're yeah, a rock star. Gotta do it. So his solution to that was just getting cocaine and just doing that, which is pretty normal for that too. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you're hanging out and with I'm Paul. I'm pretty sure the way it worked out, which is kind of, kind of ironic, not like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Isn't uh, it ironic? Yeah. Or ironic, but really ironic. Is that when he got to the party, they only stayed for about half hour and then left. Mm. And then he took this medication to get over his whole alcohol, his his taste, his urge, and uh, he overdosed on him. Wow! Yeah, you can overdose on the thing that's trying to stop you from overdosing. Mm-hmm. And he was in an apartment that Harry Nielsen, another famous songwriter from back then, he was he was all over the place. Harry Nielsen, uh, he had given or he had rented this apartment to Keith Moon. And he was kind of reluctant because he knew the kind of animal that Keith was. Firstly, he didn't want his place destroyed. And also, there was bad juju in the place. Mm. For Mama Cass had died there four years before. Ooh. Uh, so did she die? Was it diabetes or was it the ham sandwich? I can't remember. It was uh, a little bit of heart attack. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so two rock, rock stars dead in one place. Did uh, who, who's, <laughs> Mama Cass who's the guy who? Kind of. Yeah. Back who, then. Who was the guy that owned the apartment? Harry Nielsen. Did he take his TV with him? He's uh, like, ah, uh, you can have the apartment, buddy, but uh, I'm taking my uh, lo- my round screen. It's not a flat screen. My round screen. Bring my round screen. My old my old boob tube. My old my old ten inch round screen. Oh, that's posh, <laughs> isn't it? Awfully posh, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So that's that's Keith Moon. This guy partied with every rock star ever. Uh, for some reason, if you just type in Keith Moon documentary or interview or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, Alice Cooper pops up a lot. Because he was good friends with Keith Moon. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Pierce. Yeah, he used to party with, like, John Lennon and everyone. That's you know? crazy. This is, you know, the Who was big shit. They still the, are big shit. You know, it, that's why we can't stop hearing them. Yeah. Did the Who take a little break after they died? Or were they just, like, right after he died? Or was it just, like, right back on the... They found a drummer, like, I think it was a year later. Okay. And then they started touring again. They toured until, like, 88. Then they called it quits. I think around right. 88. And then they started touring again in, like, the 2000s. I actually saw the Who when I, I did was too. I, when I was like I think it Whoa. might have been like sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. There's two funny things that came out of that. First, there was an old guy behind me, and he saw us like you know young kids, 
And you, every time we'd fucking be like, yeah, the who? Be like, you don't even know. You don't even know, man. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't even know. Go home. You don't even know. How like, was he? he was so angry. He was Just super mad. He basically looked like uh, fucking, what's the fucking? Ebenezer Scrooge? I, I was going to say. Uh, Roger Daltrey played on Broadway for a while. <laughs> okay, it looks like <laughs> that guy. Yeah, he was like scrawny, like a meth head. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the other thing that was kind of funny was, in my generation, there's a line that says, hope I die before I get old. Yeah, classic. Right? And because they're already old at this point, they're in their 60s or something, they changed the line to, hope I get old and have some fun. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because oh, they're like, oh, we're already old. And I was like, ah, oh, you fucking suck. Just, just leave the song out. Just don't, just, yeah, just don't or just fucking, sing the lyric. The song didn't age. Yeah, you're no. done. You're done doing music. Now, when I saw the Who, I was probably around the same age as you. It might it even Madison been the Square same, Garden. Been the yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, probably the same <laughs> one. Maybe the same one. Yeah. Uh, Roger Daltrey was doing this move that he was really into. The where microphone. He, the microphone. Yeah, he would hold the microphone like uh, a bit down the cord and whip it around like a windmill, and he used to do that like a champ. Did not do it so champly this time. Book some chick right in the face. <laughs> like, knock some teeth out. Front row. Imagine that shit. Damn. That's worse than Gallagher. Did you witness this firsthand? That's first pretty hand? crazy. Yeah, I witnessed it from like, I don't know, I was quite a few rows back, but, but you wow. heard that microphone thud and all the people fucking were microphone. like, yeah. I, I was very impressed with Pete Townsend because he was still fucking jumping around. Yeah. And yeah. He, I think he had like a hip replacement or some shit. Yeah. You know, his deal is he's, he's like deaf yeah. right now. Yeah. That's his thing because mm. he, they didn't, wear any ear protection at all and he was just like i get it um i think his son was drumming or something one of their sons his son drumming for them yeah one of their sons drummed with them and then someone else when john entwistle died someone was playing bass with them i think maybe townsend's son might have been playing bass maybe yeah i don't know something like that i don't know it's such big production shit like it's cool like i'm i don't really dig on classic rock at all no i mean i think feel like both of us had the same thing like when you're Maybe all of us. Like, you know, when you're first learning about music, you're introduced to a lot of things that your dad or whatever your mom listened to. So you get this, like, discovering classic rock when you're, like, pre-high school. And you're like, oh, this fucking cool Led Zeppelin. Fucking. Yeah, it's And then you hear it fucking a thousand times and you develop your own taste. You're relatable. Yeah, exactly. 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 But I always felt that The Who was, like, the precursor to punk. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, they are. They totally like, are. You can yeah. see the energy there. Fucking yeah. smashing guitars and partying hard. Yeah, I mean, the earlier stuff, it was super, like, upbeat and shit. Like, kind of the way that the punk scene just killed everything ten mm-hmm. years later. You know, in a good way, killed. You know? Yeah, not uh, like trying to kill your wife. Yeah, not With like a shotgun that. in the garden. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, Keithy Mooney, boy. Keith Moon. I, ha- I have an idea. What's up? I'm going to pause the podcast. Okay. <gasps> I'm going to put on a Who song All right. for people to listen to. Okay. When we come back in, we'll be three beers deeper. Oh, I love this idea. And then, and then we'll sign off. This is great. This yeah. is great. So All listen right. to a Who song while we drink. All right. Beer, fuck beer. Cody beer. There's no oh. cracking out here. Smashing. It's popping. All right, rock and roll. So many dead. We all became fathers. All right, so we all we all drink beers. Take uh, Mazel Tov. We're all dead now. Hold on, let me think this. Who in a basement? Slancha, slancha, slancha. Mmm. This band is all drumming, all bass. 
the base is pretty creamy. Creamy. Got this horn going. It's like a little bit of Mexicano with this horn. Not really. Sandals Resort. Dude, I feel like I've listened to this song at a Sandals Resort while eating endless food. You went to a Sandals once, right? Twice. Twice. That Sandals twice. Best part about that? Endless drinks, endless booze. Endless yeah. drinks and booze. It was the same thing. <laughs> endless booze. That's the way I live. And, yeah. Endless booze, endless shitty sushi. Endless, endless, <laughs> endless pineapple. Cruise ship sushi. Pretty much. Endless uh, fucking mac and cheese. That sounds good, actually. I'll take that one. Can you touch my whole peen? Slightly off topic, but I had a flashback to uh, the chicken coops macaroni and cheese. Oh! Do you remember that? Cody, don't get me hard. They had bacon and Cody, Cody talks about Cody, Cody talks about food. I get it real hard. So good. I'm gonna food. do a, I'm gonna do a strapito again. Travis was born on my mind, saying sweet sausage is just unseasoned sausage. No, no, it's seasoned. It's but just with not, like the the, no, the lesser. There's a pep. There's yeah. a horse. Yeah, it's more about the omission. I just did it. Drop me up. I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a gorilla. Keep going, I'm coming. <laughs> Hold the way. No, because no, you'll be. No, an because I'm an I'm just an alcoholic. I'm not trying to recover. Yeah, fucking quit. Then we can resuscitate you. If also, we if, we, if we had who money, we would be dead. Oh, oh, we ago. would. That's what I was saying before. Is like if I won the lottery. Don't even need to speculate. I'd be dead after a month. If you hate this podcast, this would be incentive for you to sign up for our Patreon. That's not us slowly. Not yet available, but get ready with those ducats. Uh, yeah, we, yeah we're, we're not up there yet. Uh, it's a podcast. If you want to listen, if you want to kill us, give us money. I yeah. want to hang out with all the cool podcasters. You know what I'm talking In heaven. About? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> if you want to listen to me belts for 45 minutes, <laughs> sign up for our, our Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Alcohol alcohol identified 100%. <laughs> Nothing anonymous here. Basically, anyone that listens to this podcast is anonymous, and we are alcoholic. <laughs> so I know you guys want to, like, eventually stream these episodes, but you didn't specify where. And I was thinking, like, my free cams would be a good candidate. Dude, that's a great idea. <laughs> we did, like, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Don't, like, show any... Nipples or anything? We, well, we just dude, we can just straight show no, hats, dude. I'll show nips. We can, we yeah, can we'll do a shirt. Yeah, we'll do shirtless episodes on, on my free cams. I'll be seventy percent nip. Ugh. See if we get any tips. What was our total, boys? What do you do? I drank oh, two. I, shit, two. I'm an old fart. I can't do anything. I'm Asian tonight. <laughs> yeah, he is half Asian, so he's calling on the ancient Asian. Yeah, I think the, moon, the moon's fucking full tonight. <laughs> it's full tonight. I did a strapito and Give two me a and a half beers. Yeah. Well, Papa John. Well, thanks again for tuning in yeah. to the Keith Moon episode of Roast Mortem Podcast. It's been delightful to have you. No, indeed. Tom, you did a great job. I love you. You're my friend. I love you a lot. Wow. Hey, Travis. That hurt. I appreciate you. Why that hurt? Because I'm just over here. Well, Cody, you didn't I did fucking the present. He, he was... did the juice. I love you when you do things. You love me when I juice? <laughs> <laughs> Cody, I love you, too, Travis. On your face. Oh. I love you and Travis equally. Mm. Cody, I love you very much. Like mustard and horseradish. I don't think we spend enough time in this basement together. You guys spend all the time in here. <laughs> you guys I, just don't I, sleep I, down here. I know your scent. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we smell the same now. My dog the, thinks we're the same person. These friends, they are my own, <laughs> and they're my friends, because they uh, are also your friends if you listen to the podcast, and you can subscribe to us. Yeah. I think we, ex- we pretty much have the exact same front pool. Basically, yeah, dogs, much. you can subscribe to us. Do it. Roast Mortem Cast on Instagram or Twitter. Follow our personals. I'm at Saunched. I'm not going to spell it out. Find another podcast. Oh, God. Find spelling. That's the one they need spelled out, Tom. Hey! <laughs> go, to you, go to our podcast. Yeah, you probably find Tom. Consider it a challenge for oh, you. Oh. Yeah, I'm Travis Legion. That's Travis Lee. With two with E's. G-I-O-N <laughs> at the end of it. Thank you. Gracias, Tortuga. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I am Cody McCann. At Cody McCann. C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. No, his real handle is El Mano de Uy. The hand of today? That's, that's not his handle. That's <laughs> not his L- Listen to Cody on that one. Yeah. yeah that is no, not... listen to him. It's good. Well, speaking of listening to him, we'll listen to one more on the way out. Yeah. Well, hold, I, on. I, I, hold on. Do want to do a bitch before? Yeah, we got to do a thing. Travis. Next week, I'm not giving you too many details. I'm going to tell you this much. It's not Bonzi Buddy. Oh? It's not Benny. Why not? Shut up, Bonzi Buddy. Get out. Get out of here. I can't be real thick because I'm not dead. Fuck you. So this man... This man. And if you figure this out, fucking tweet at us. Let us know. You are, you are a genius. You're yeah. a Shaylock homie. A, a striped genius. You're a Shiloh LaBuffy homie. This is going to be vague <laughs> as fuck. Um, so this man has an island or an atoll named after him, right? And he, he really loves the Land O'Lakes butter. Oh. It, you know that trick where you, you bend it over? And you oh, get the oh, boobies? The, 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 the sexual perfect skin lady on there? Yeah. Just that middle brown color. Ooh, Ooh that creamy, buttery color. And this gentleman appreciates that. He appreciates the fuck out of that. So if you know who that person is, tweet at us. If you Just don't, like, let us know. If you don't, I have a good guess. Still tweet at us. Yeah. If you think it's Bonzi Buddy or Benny, go home. Because I told not, you it's, it's not, not Bonzi Buddy. Or... You weren't you might listening. Not be Bonzi Buddy. Fuck you. Kill him. And that's it. Goodbye, fellas. See you next. And ladies. Thursday? Thursday. Okay, yeah. Catch you next See you Thursday. Thursday. Here you go. See you next Thursday. Thank you, Shan, for this, listening. This is the original Who song. No. If you haven't no, heard of this. No. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Shane. Again, the original Who it's song. It's not. Don't And no one knows what it's like to be hated. To be faded. To telling Hi there. Do you like what you just heard? We'd love to hear back from you. Yeah! Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, that's at it. Roast Mortem Cast. Yeah, that's right. That's us. That's us. And if you tag us on either one of those social platforms, mm-hmm. we will write an obituary for you. You sexy corpse, you. Yeah, write in. We're going to write an obituary for you. Make sure you tell a friend. Give us a subscription. Yeah, let us know how we're doing. How you're doing, too. Yeah. I want to know how I'm doing, how you're doing. It's just a good old... No one doing fest. Yeah. No one doing fest. That's right. Don't do it. Do it. Yeah. For me. Stick around right now for some obituaries and some outtakes. Here we go. Oh shit! Some people died. Ghost childs. First up on the obituaries today, 
Julia Saltman, my sister. What? what? The first person to tag us on Instagram. What and happened talk. to her? Well, she's cool as shit. And you know what happened in uh, our obituaries is that she was in a tragic, tragic sled accident. What? Similar to Ethan Frome, but she was taking no. several hundred <laughs> orphans on a vacation while this happened. That's... And they're all dead, too. Uh, I was going to say, that was a Big moves. That's what we do. She killed him. Did she kill us? No, no, what it was a sledding accident. to the oh. orphans? <laughs> they were all on the sled, like, Santa's fucking sack. Yeah. Just, like, and fucking that, swaying. It was swaying, and you know what? One of those really fast-growing trees just kind of popped up. <laughs> Cypress? So, uh, rest in peace, Julie. Sucks for Julie. And the orphans, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, the orphans. Well, they're not, well, no, they didn't. They didn't mention No, us. fuck them. Fuck matter. all. Yeah. Fuck all dozen of those orphans. Yeah. Anyway, next up on the obituary. Next up on the obituary is Cassie from North Carolina. DM'd us on Instagram explicitly said, you guys had the exact kind of podcast I was missing in my life. Super digging it so far. Keep up the excellent work. Look at this. 15 out of 10. Perfect amount of common moose jokes. <laughs> what episode do you think she just listened to? Yeah. That'll be uh, Taika Brahe's Moose Times. Yeah, probably. There you go. Probably just come probably on mooses. Listen. Yes, thank you. Was moose there eye. come and moose in? I know there's moose. Was there was there jisms in that episode? I feel like we make a come joke at least five times an episode, so. Gotta keep up with <laughs> the quotas. Car blanche. Uh, Cassie was in the woods with us at a rave discotheque type thing. You know, fluorescent trees. <laughs> you know, body paint, all that good stuff. Black lights going everywhere. Maybe a little strobe. Real center stuff. Maybe uh. a little strobe if you're so cunning and daring. Unfortunately, bears also like Euro trash music. Party was crashed. There were no survivors. Except us. That's why we're here to give the podcast. Rest in peace. Good for Cassie us. Cassie from North Carolina. Rest in peace, Cassie. Yeah, yeah I'm a bear. I will eat you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it sounded like. I can't believe you. That's that. Cassie dad. She did. Oh, man. And the last person on our obituary is Caitlin from Long Island. She actually donated money to the Bronx Zoo no, and named a hissing Madagascar cockroach after us. R really? Yeah. Yes! The Roast Mortem Podcast cockroach is oh. living in the Bronx Zoo. Hell that's yeah! Amazing. <laughs> we have a mascot! Yeah, Wait, I feel like that's the most suiting mascot ever. Just a bunch of fucking shitty cockroaches. Oh yeah, is that's it? us. <laughs> Blend right in with them. So well, that's excellent. Now kill her. Yeah, Caitlin was uh, on a fishing trip, and she she got a big fucking fish on her line. Right, she oh. pulls it up. It's a cute little kappa. You know, a little Japanese boy. Yeah, like a little kawaii kappa. They got, they got water on the brain. But right? that shit turned fucking dark as shit. And fucking turned to a real kappa. <gasps> sucked Damn. all her organs out of her butthole. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Tossed her in the sea like garbage. Rest in peace. <laughs> and thanks for the cockroach. Yeah. Thanks I love for the it. cockroach. Kappas are salt water. Uh, they're J Japanese salt water. Mm -mm. Himalayan salt pink there. salt Japanese type. I love it. Damn. So those are our three obituaries for the evening. Three victims right there. Yeah. Love them all. Yeah. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. And keep them coming, and we will slaughter all of you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Danky, Shane. Danky, dank. Love you, guys. What were we doing? Uh, <sighs> we were talking about Keith Moon from the band The Who. <laughs> you might know them from their songs. Is that Clippy? No, it's Bonzi, buddy. Oh. He's in the studio with us tonight. <laughs> hey, Bonzi. We buddy. can't get him to leave. Hello. How are you, Travis, Cody, and Tom? What's going on? Are you guys doing a podcast? Bonzi, I've always had a real serious question for you. 
Yes, what is that? Are you a virus? I am not a virus. I am a good friend. Are you can type whatever you want into me, and I will tell you things. Are you sure you're not a virus? You. I am not a virus. You can type whatever you want into me, and I will tell you things. I am your friend. Fuck you, Bonzi, buddy! Yeah, get out of here, you fucking weirdo. Piece of shit. For example, your show social security code. Code number. Code number, yeah. Code, code number. Code. Social security, you binary code. Social security. My yeah, social so, security uh, code, one one two two four four five. That's not code. You, that might be someone. You one, just one. fuck someone over. Yeah, that's me. Look up that person. One 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 one. Alfred Mansmans. That's his name. Are we back in the, the zone? Yeah, we're talking about Keith Moon. All right, Keith Moon. Bonzi Buddy's going home. Goodbye, everyone. I told you to fucking leave, you piece of shit. Get okay, out! thank you for telling me to leave. I won't go now. I love the hole. You don't not get fooled again. You are the my generation. Uh, we are we are the youth of the nation. <laughs>